Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. On this fun episode, we get to talk via Zoom with the host of One Non-Blonde Podcast, Kim Pajinski. We talk about podcasting and a little bit of everything else, mostly balls. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Presence overwhelms me. A brutal presence. I've been recording this whole time, so you know, whatever, whatever I get. <laughs> you? Thanks a lot. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it's it's nothing bad. You actually, well, I didn't watch his movie before I interviewed him. So. He's it's actually a really good movie. They're they're very hard as far as like um, it's. Uh, it's the, the subject matter of domestic, domestic hell mm. is very difficult. So it's not like it's like we were talking. I said, it's not like you're going to grab a box of popcorn and start watching a popcorn movie. It was very, and I think that's part of what my problem, not problem, but why I slept because it was very emotionally draining, but in a good way, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was really a great, he did, he did, a, it, it's a story that needs to be, told so um but yeah it can be very emotionally draining so i think that kind of took a lot out of me but no it's been it's been good i mean and we're like work has been crazy because we're trying to like you know every time we turn around it's like something new comes out like um you're you're in um where did you say you're from again dayton dayton, dayton ohio ohio so we are um in florida so florida's in phase two as my husband would say, what do you mean phase two? Isn't it like phase 5,742? Because, um, you know, it's like we, you know, as soon as we, I don't think Florida took it completely serious. Like, you know, like I was looking at other places and they're saying, oh, lockdown here and lockdown there. I was like, well, I, I saw, you know, somewhat like my sister worked from home. She works, she lives with me here, my husband. She's worked from home. My son, he was a school teacher, so I saw a lot of things that he had to do, like being Zooming uh, his classes. And, and so, I mean, I've seen all those parts of it, but I went to work every day. So I didn't see the difference. And I work with a lot of um, elderly people, too, sometimes, where, where it's not like it's a necessity to come to see me, but they just came. And so I, I would be like, why are you out? <laughs> you know, you're the ones that are in danger. <laughs> but I also think that that generation is kind of like, you're, you know, the man's not holding me down, you know? Right. right. You know, so, you know, so it was funny because, like, I – know a lot of their their parents these older people i know a lot of their their children obviously too so i on facebook i would say oh saw your dad today yeah what the heck was that i tried to tell him to stay home i'm like i know i know so he goes did you send him home i said well of course i sent him home but that didn't stop him because he said he's gonna go do another errand after he closed my place but um so i think that was just like that generational thing and then of course um i'm gen x so uh, I right. think a lot of people are like, it's the world is the room and it's the, it's the, uh, gloom and doom. I'm like, I, I was just like, whatever, but no, yeah. it's been, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It's been crazy because, you know, we're back to, like I said, phase two now, which literally means that like the stores, you don't have to limit how many people are in the stores right now. And, um, movie theaters are supposed to be open, but there's no movies to be seen yet. So right. the movie theaters aren't open yet. Restaurants are pretty much at 75% capacity. 
And, um, but the other day we went out to dinner before phase two and cause we, I, I gotta get my trivia on. I love playing trivia. So I, I go to this place for trivia and the first week it was like, you could shoot a cannon through it when, when it first opened. And week two was kind of like, got a little bit more crowded. Last week, this last Tuesday, oh my gosh, the place was completely packed. It's like, you know, I guess we're back on, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't take long. No, yeah, it doesn't. Up in Ohio, I don't know what phase we're in up here. I know restaurants are reopened. There's some social distancing in restaurants. Bars are reopened. Uh, I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Funny uh, Dayton Funny Bone Comedy Club opened this weekend. Of course, Wiley's we're planning on opening next weekend. So uh, we'll we'll see how everything goes. Of course, with all the protests, everybody out not social distancing at all. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. We might we might get shut right back down. I know, and I think you know I I, I don't know. I think it's like I think eventually I'm hearing now that it's mutating and getting more and more used to human you know, interacting with you. I don't know. I just, honestly, you know, I, let's bring back Walter Cronkite. It's the way it is. You know, I, I and I was barely old enough to remember him because I was, I, you know, because I'm 54, but I do remember that news was very, you know, it's like, he was like, it was very stoic. And it was like, this is, say the facts, ma'am. Kind of like Dragnet. Right. Give right. me the facts, ma'am, and only the facts. But that's not how it is anymore. It become entertainment somewhere. Oh yeah. Well, they all have to spin it their own direction because nobody wants nobody wants a news narrative or a fact that doesn't line up with their own ideology. Of course, it's you know, <laughs> we I, I mean, we can't have that. Yeah, it's like a smorgasbord. It's like I work for a church, right? And so we kind of joke about it. It's like it's not cafeteria style. You know, you can't come in and say, well, I want that part of the church, but I don't give right. me this part. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. Can I have that on right. the can, side? Can I, can I try the God light? I, yeah. really, <laughs> and, I and want it, to be able to have to, to have my faith and hate it, too. That's Exactly. Really <laughs> and it's so funny. And, and I work with teenagers. So I work with teens. So they're really, they want to, like, push it to the limit. I think one of my favorite stories uh, with kids, well, there's a few, but one of the ones I really always kind of stand out, we were talking about something about, you know, sin and um, we're talking about, like, you know, temptation, you know, like, you know, and so you really, you know, sometimes a lot of times you're, you're be tempted for things. And I always tell people all the time, I say, if it's, if it's, if it's good, it's of God. And if it's something that you think is good because you want it, but it's really not good for you, that doesn't necessarily think it's God. Like, well, why would God put that in front of me? Like I'm married, but look at that good looking guy over there with God didn't want me to have, you know, a relationship with him too. You know, I, we wouldn't put me in front of me. No, that's a temptation that you really don't need. So with kids, I, they were taught, I said something about, we were talking about drinking, you know, underage drinking. And so we're talking about that as a temptation, you know, it's not that drinking is a bad thing necessarily, but you know, you're, you're not old enough and you know, you're doing it in, in an irresponsible way. And the one kid says, uh, well, I think you're wrong, Kim. I said, well, why is that? Because Jesus went to the wedding and he turned the water into the best wine. So he so said, he let's all party. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how can you? Perfect <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, he's like, he asked us to party. He said, party on. <laughs> yeah. If the good Lord didn't want me to get drunk, he'd have never made liquor. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's like, he made it. He's like, let's party. You know? I was like, okay, <laughs> how do you argue with that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, if <laughs> 10 minutes in, this is a live radio show. 
sometimes the pre-conversation is as good as the rest of the show. Well, sometimes I not. But no, this this one's been good. Uh, this, I'm your host, Don Smith. Uh, my guest is zoomed in. Uh, Kim, which what last name do you want to go by? Pachinski. Pachinski. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like butchering names. Just a And and sometimes I see one that just begs me to buy a vowel. And <laughs> this is one of those. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a Smith, so that's really hard to mess up. You know, you know, when you're trying to teach your child phonetics, you know, as well as your last name, because, you know, I, my kids, it was like, they looked at me like, mommy, you're confusing me. And I'm like wondering why my kids didn't, you know, they could have had a hard time. Like my one son, he has the hardest time spelling anything. Well, of course, like you try to spell something and your, your name. And, and I, of course, had to be one of his moms. He's like, this is the only, I said, I named him Zachary Pachinski. So he has two C's, two C's, two Y's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like i i already started i i started his his journey into non-spelling because i completely messed him up with you know a, a person with all those different vowels and my vowels um consonants in his name that are the ones that are not usually used in any right. names <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all that's the fun of it yeah that's what it is it's what's, that's what's fun about having kids you know you can you can just like you know you get predestined well, yeah. them, yeah. It gives it gives you somebody you can constantly mess with. Oh my gosh! And See, I don't have kids. That's 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 what I missed out on is somebody that I can you know. Oh. Just subtly torture. I know. Yeah, my <laughs> my kid. I have five. Oh wow! Okay. And um, so I've 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 been a closet uh comedian all my life, and you know um, so my kids are like basically get all my material. And now I have two grandsons and, and like, um, yeah, I, I think it was, I'm the only grandma that when my newborn, my first one, Johnny was born, I would go to me, Hey Johnny, want to play with grandma? And like, I sound like Pennywise and I was like doing the Pennywise dance and, and he'd laugh, he would laugh. And they're like, mom, only you would be the grandma who's like <laughs> <laughs> making your grandson think that it's okay to talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you host the is it one non blonde one non blonde podcast. Non-blonde podcast yeah uh, how did that get started well let's see I uh, like I said I've always been a closet entertainer but I never let it out you know it's kind of like um, I didn't let the beast out and um, when my mom got sick about four years ago before she passed away I took a year off. Of, my real job. And, um, so I kind of like fell into helping uh, somebody I had kind of like acquaintance with a digital radio show, you know, radio, he was doing a radio network and they were starting to launch it and they needed people to do sales and, and, um, some online, online on air personality type of thing. So when I went there to talk to them, I started out with sales because I can do sales pretty well. So I, in my back, back pocket like before the show i was telling don that i any chance you get to put another skill in the in the toolbox i i'll do so i i used to sell jewelry and stuff as a side thing so i can sell that's my personality i can sell a lot of things so um when i got there and he let me on the radio once but it was digital slash like facebook live situation so right. it had to look good so he let me on, but it was like, you know, hey, you're good. And I'm, I felt good about it because I, you know, I left there going, wow, that was really great. But when I was, when he was trying to work on these different shows, he started this one 
and it was like it was it was the title was a beautiful day and he was just looking for gorgeous looking women kind of like he wanted like a charlie's angels type of thing going on right and um so I was like, oh, I want to be part of that. And he kind of like poo-pooed me because I'm not, I'm not the Charlie's Angels look person. Um, never will be, never want to be really. But um, so he hired two uh, basically um, pretty girls. <laughs> uh, personality wasn't necessarily there. So yeah. um, occasionally when one or the other wasn't able to be there, he would, he would allow me to go in and kind of like uh, be there. And um, so the producer, the guy who was on the switch, you know, on the board, when I got the first time I did a show, he's like, why don't you, why aren't you on the show? He goes, you just, you just made the show, you know, funny and you kept it going. And, you know, he goes, and he even said to the guy, he goes, why isn't she on the show? Why isn't she actually the lead in the show? And he's like, well, you know, no, she's, she's a salesperson. And it got to the point where it's like, I kept doing it. And, you know, like the one person who was the lead on the show, um, that was his girlfriend at the time. So of course, that's when she got the lead. And the other one, I don't know why she got the, you know, lead sweetest girl you ever want to meet, but personality wise, she would literally, cause they had, the show was at like, <laughs> I'm laughing cause I, I slept in this morning, which I never do. But the show was at nine o'clock in the morning and she looked like she was still in, in her own sleep zone. Like she needed another pint of coffee before she can get going. I mean, she looked great. <laughs> But um, she would fall asleep. Like when they would be like, interviewing something, she would like, literally like zoning out, falling asleep on air. So um, needless to say, that did, the, the actual whole thing kind of fell apart. Not because of that, but it just all because of things happening. Nothing's, it all crumbled. Right. And I kind of, by chance, ran into the one co-host and we're like, oh, let's try to give us a tr go again. And it just, just didn't work out. So I kind of put it in a back burner. Just, you know, fast forward, I found it again. I found her again. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe I, I really, because I loved it. You know, like, you yeah. know, when you do something, it's like, I felt alive. Oh, you know? absolutely. As soon as I put these headsets on and I'm in front of a mic, I'm like, go time. You know, I, I, it's just, it's, it's just part of me. And I, and like I said, it's been my closet thing. It's like, you know, like I've, I've kind of threw it in the back of the closet and forgot I even had it and kind of let put nothing on it. And now I feel like it's shining out now. So it's like, I'm like, I want to go. And so I thought I'll give it a go again, you know? And again, everything that I knew didn't work the first time. And then the second time with this person kind of fell into fruition again. And, um, Again, I always feel like God kind of puts things in front of you and places and people. And because of her meeting her the second time around or third time technically around, um, I met Steve through her. And oh, okay. so Steve um, and I, I just kind of like, I called her and I said, hit him. And I said, hey, you know, I've decided I'm not going to do anything with her. Da, da, da. And he's like, you got to do your own show. I'm like, oh, no. I said, I don't have equipment. I have nothing. Da, da. He's like, Kim, just go for it. And then Devin, um, you know, Maddox right. and I, we're, we, were on the, we were on the phone. And he's like, this is where he came up with my name. And they just both just like, I wouldn't say goaded me into it, but they were kind of like, you can do this. And so that was in March. And my first show I launched on my birthday in April, and now I'm on, I'm six weeks in, so I'm still kind of new at it. So, but it's exciting. I love it. It's it, something new. Oh yeah, it, well, it's, it's something I, I've been doing the life radio show for five and a half years now, 
And it's something I still, especially when I'm live in the studio, I, I can be having the one just the worst possible day. And I go in there and five minutes on the air and I'm like you said, I'm alive. And that it's, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm so glad I've been able to do for as long as I have that hasn't gone away. Yeah. Yeah. I could say I would, I'd like to eventually, you know, branch out and do something with like my, my, my ultimate goal obviously is this like, this is my BHAG, you know, big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, you know, cause you always have to have something really huge. And then of course you can climb it down, you know, take it down. But my BHAG would be to have my own like talk slash variety show, kind of like, a, you know, like Ellen or somebody like that, but not, you know, because that's, that's who I am. I mean, when I look, watch those people, I'm like, I could do that. You know, I'm, I, you know, of course, obviously, but that's, you know, um, it's not going to happen necessarily. I don't, you know, but I just think, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I love to dance. I love to sing. I love to tell jokes and entertain people. It's like, you know, like I, and I'm not afraid to just do like in my house, like my house is my, like my own little uh, Broadway entertainment, like theater. It's like, if, if my kids know also, if they bring somebody over, even now they're all older, they're like, okay, mom's going to do something. Like, I, <laughs> I got to start break out in song and dance. Like um, my one son, his girlfriend is um, she's Mormon, but she's not, she doesn't practice things. But I love the book of Mormon. So I all of a sudden I'm like, have you seen the book of Mormon? She goes, no. So I just started breaking out into song and broke from book of Mormon and started doing the tap dancing. And she does not like dancing and singing just because it's just her personality. And so I'm like, dance along with me. And she, I'm like grabbing her and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know? And she's like, it's like, it's the big tap scene, you know? <laughs> For anybody who haven't seen it, there's like a big tap scene in the middle of this one song, and I love it. So I just start tapping, and then, I, you know, it's like I just love doing stuff with that. My, you know, I'm, like I said, my kids are always joking with me. In fact, they take a lot of videos of me as well. Like we were doing the song "Masquerade" from Phantom of the Opera. Alexa is my best friend. I was just like, Alexa, play Phantom of the Opera. So I was like, I have a staircase, so I'm like going down the stairs. Like, have you ever seen this the the scene from the movie Masquerade? I don't recall. Okay, so uh, this I'll have to set the scene up for you. So okay. everybody's going down this huge, elegant staircase, and they're all dressed really, you know, beautiful with the long gowns and the fancy suits, and they all have these um, masks, and they're singing masquerade. So they're singing, right? And as they're singing, they're they're moving their head back and forth so that the 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 uh, to the music to the beat of the music and walking down the stairs at the same time and moving their masks. So I'm thinking I can do this, right? So I started at the top of the stairs and I'm going masquerade da, 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 and I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm going down the stairs and I'm doing the head bob thing. And then about, I got to like the four stair, stair down before I was getting ready to come off the steps and I missed the step completely. And I went <laughs> all the way down. My daughter caught that on video. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's just, it was an elegant move. I'm telling you, but see, that's the kind of stuff I do. So, you know, and I'll do that in the store, like, you know, in the middle of the store, I'll just break out in a song and dance, start tapping or something. Yeah. Why not? So everybody's like my, so everybody who knows me knows that it's can be very dangerous to hang out with me. So my kids know that if they bring anybody over that they're, that they're, those people need to be, I, I don't think give them a warning label before they walk in the door, but it's like, you know, if we don't have fun in life, and like I said, I can make fun of myself. 
Because I, I, if I don't, I would be like crying in a corner somewhere. You know, it's, it's all good. Uh, and I'm not making, I'm not doing anything hurtful either. I would never be hurtful about making fun of me. I just like, you know, have fun. There's a difference between hurtfulness, you know, like hurting somebody, like to make fun of like something that's wrong. But like I said, 99% of the things I do is I make fun of myself, you know. Right. Because it's, well, yeah, the, the self-deprecating humor. We, we yeah, all, I love it. It's like, it's great, you know? It's, like, <laughs> it's fun, you know? Because like I said, if you don't laugh about it, you're going to cry. <laughs> have you ever thought about trying stand-up comedy? I have, in the, and I would love to. I've never, I that's one of those things where it's like, I would love to do it. I think I would. I think I would do well and I, and I want to do it. So I, maybe now I know you, I can maybe, you know, I can work something out with you and we can, you, I can practice on you and you'd be like, no, <laughs> go, just go home. Well, just the, go. The, the best thing you can do, if it's something you want to do and anybody that's listening that wants to try it, uh, whether you have any material written or not, uh, get yourself booked on an open mic. They usually book several weeks in advance. That way you have a date and you know you have to get material ready by then. Yeah. And Because if, if it's something that's in the back of your mind that you maybe want to do, chances are you're not going to do it. Yeah. But if you actually get booked on an open mic at a local comedy club, an amateur night or something like that, then, then you have to do it. <laughs> I know it's kind of like that's how I you know like we were talking about before I did the English test for you know it's like I've in the back of my mind I'm like oh you know what I if I ever you know as a, you know because I love teaching I mean I teach kids all the time but it's always been on religion level and I'm like you know but I love English I love the language I love I love literature and so I took the test so now that's something like you said it's like it's there I I I spent time to, to study for it and I passed it. And so and I think this is something I would love to do because I, I know, like I said, I know I was born to entertain. I don't know what the heck I was supposed to entertain for, but you know, even like I've done like um, in the past where I've worked with kids or I've done stuff and like somebody wouldn't show up and I would do the uh, impromptu uh, like keynote speaker of something. Right. Oh, wow. There you go. And you know, <laughs> So I can just get up there in front of a crowd. It's like, give me a microphone. Forget about it. I am like a different person. I don't know what happens to me. And it's like, you know, and I don't want to put it away. And it's like a good point where it's like, you give me the mic. Don't. It's gone. You don't get it back. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you at a comedy club, that's a, not a good thing. I know I would. I give it back. Because <laughs> eventually they'll turn it off. and then <laughs> get her off the stage oh wait wait we've we've had to do it many times on our our amateur nights and our open mics for somebody because you get you get six minutes you get five to six minutes on an open mic typically and if you go much beyond that we'll cut your mic off and it's it can be embarrassing especially if you're mid-joke oh my gosh because <laughs> when the be mic like, goes you get off stage that's like a premature premature joke right <laughs> that's not good yeah 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 but it's, it is good. it is something that can be very addictive to get up there and do it and being that you're involved so in the church if you, if you get up and do it clean that's all that's a whole other skill set that a lot of comics don't have yeah i think that's like my thing too it's like i know that most of my humor would probably not be in the um typical like stand-up what they do but at the same time i think my humor is real 
especially like you you know so it's up you know but again i i love to just be, make people laugh i just do i i mean I, I don't doesn't matter to me if i'm making the joke of myself or whatever and i when my kids were little i would like make parody songs and you know, i just like i always just do things like that and i thought you know, well that's just what what you do but then i realized that a lot of people don't and i was like yeah. oh <laughs> okay i just thought that's how life is you just you get your kids and you start singing silly Christmas songs, but you change the words to match their kids. Like I had, um, I had um, my one daughter, Brianna. I guess I can make fun of my kids. My <laughs> one daughter, Brianna, she was like, her nickname was Pouty Pachinski because she had the biggest pout when she was a baby. Her lip would just go out and it would just be so dang cute. And so I did the whole um Bree Bree, her name's Bree Bree. Bree Bree the Pouty Pachinski and I sang it to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And you know, so the whole song was about how she her pouting actually saved Christmas. So I just thought that was like, you know, what you normally do to people. I don't <laughs> it, it seems normal to me, honestly. It seems normal to me too. It's like <laughs> I mean I don't I don't do a lot of songs about it, but you know, I my my family gatherings are usually pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, and I don't know. It was like for me because, like, we have with five kids. It's kind of like you take a tribe wherever you go. So you know, now it's not as much because they're they're older now. Because, like I said, my youngest is twenty three. But there was one when we still get together. It's like when people, somebody new comes into the family or comes into the you know, like over to the house. It's like you're you're only experiencing the half of Pachinski or you haven't gotten the full on yet because like every one of my kids, because I, I, because I was very silly as a, you know, raising the kids, my kids can be very open about making jokes and, you know, it's like no one takes anything really seriously because they just know now occasionally they'll say to me, mom, can we have one serious conversation? I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, we do have serious conversations. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, at the same time, though, it's like we got to make it things light. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he's more of the serious one, which is the joke because he's really not. He tries to act like he's like the guy. He's the in, straight guy. He's the he's a straight he's guy, but he's in, really in not. A comedy team. Yeah, he's really not that. He's like you like when you watch Har- Hardy Corman and you know um, what was his name Tim um, Conway. Tim Conway, and they're trying to not make each other laugh. Right. You know, yeah. that's my husband. My husband will be in the corner, like you guys need to stop doing this at the dinner table. And and the joke of it is, is how my family, all my kids, make they do an impersonation of my husband. Is they'll be put their hand over their face and like, you know, as he's trying to like be stern, you know, and he's like on the side, like laughing his ass off because that's what he does. He's just really, but he tries to act like he's the straight guy. It's like right. no joking at the dinner table. And it's like yeah, right. My, my sense of humor has gotten me in trouble in a few family gatherings before. I believe my, it. <laughs> my, my, my oldest brother uh, is, is, di- is diagnosed schizophrenic. And at the time he, when he was first diagnosed, he lived next door to my parents. Well, everybody goes over to my parents' house for, for holidays. So we're over there for Thanksgiving. And my brother lives next door and he's having an episode. Now, I, everybody knows I have a sense of humor and I'm going to joke about a little bit of everything. Of well, his his wife uh, went came over to get food for him because he didn't want to come over to the parents' house because he was having one of his little paranoid episodes and didn't want to be around people. 
which is understandable. But we're all in the living room eating, and I see uh, my brother's wife out fixing a plate. And I said, what are you doing out there? She's like, I'm fixing a plate for your brother. And I leaned out, and I said, hey, make sure you bring enough for everybody. <laughs> which <laughs> I think is perfectly normal. Which there was <laughs> – because, of course – they had kind of person, multiple personality thing yeah. going on. And, of course, it took probably about 30 seconds for my mom to catch that I said that. Of course. And then all of a sudden she was she was upset. It's like, it's just a joke. <laughs> I know. I know. It's Because like, I joke with him about that. Just We joke with everybody about everything. Because if you can't joke with each other about what's wrong with you, you're never going to get past what's wrong with you. I know. It's like, and then there's something too. It's like, you know, I kind of raised my family also that you can laugh at a funeral and not like, Oh, it's funny, but you, you kind of have to, you have to let, enjoy the part of the life that you, that even though it, the person's gone, you still enjoy what the person did and for you and how that person, you know, it's like when my mom, when my mom died, I miss my mom dearly, but when my mom died, I'll never forget my oldest daughter who was sitting there and, you know, we're, you know, we did the funeral and now we're, you know, we're at the gravesite and we're saying, you know, our last goodbyes. <laughs> and see, my mom was one of those people. It's like we all, every one of us joked that she would outlive all of us because she was just one of those tough cookies. My mom was blind and she raised, she raised my sister and I, and she never took crap from anybody, you know? And that's how I think where I got a lot of my personality too. It's like, don't take crap from people, you know, just keep going in life. You know, if things are going to hit you, you, keep going back, you know, just don't, you know, hit me again. You know, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fix it, you know? And, and so I'm, I've always been that way. And, 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 you know, so she was like always, she was very strong willed and determined, but she would be really grumpy and like sometimes not the nicest in the sense of like her words would sometimes be like very cutting because it would be like, Oh yeah. Like I'll never forget. Like I came home from, school and I was a little young and I, she said, I said, mom, I only got one wrong on the math test. Math is not my forte. Let me just tell you. A, math is like my nemesis. And she says, what, out of two? I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's my mom, you know? But, <laughs> but, um, so when my mom, we were like, you know, saying last words and I'm just, my daughter just listening. She's crying. She's laughing and crying at the same time. And she's like, I just thought that she would outlive all of us. That she says that she's this is how she she would say it. She'd always say, "I'm the bitch who's gonna outlive all of us." She said that she was gonna be the bitch that outlived all of us. I just can't believe we're standing here, you know. And then we all just started laughing because it's like you know that's not usually what people would say about your grandmother. She's right, going into right. the ground, but that's what she would say about her. Something I'm the bitch who's gonna outlive all of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, but it was, it's you know, we try to and we laugh about her. I mean, you know, and when we still have conversations, I mean, she's very much a part of our narrative, even though like my all pretty much me think. Yeah. Except for Ryan, my, my son-in-law, everybody else that's that my kids are dating. No one else knew my mom, but all the, all of the people that my kids are dating right now know my mom because we, she's still very much part of our narrative. <clears throat> so yeah, but that's a, her legacy lives on. And she was a big jokester too, yeah. you know, uh, with with I, I have uh, two of my two of my brothers and my mother. If, if if we're in a situation where we're not supposed to laugh, one of us is going to get the giggles about something. Oh, of course. We went to well, my grandmother's funeral down in Tennessee, and uh, the, she, <laughs> the the uh, preacher she she had wanted to uh, wanted to speak at her service was uh, 
I mean, this, this guy, I am about 99% sure that he was one of the old snake charming preachers down there in the South. I mean, this, <laughs> and it was, it was one, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it just, it just struck me the way he was, the, the way he was delivering everything up there. Oh yeah. Just, my brother and I had to get up and actually leave the room and we went out in the lobby and I knew they heard us laughing out there. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know my, my, so this is horrible. My kids, we, it was my father-in-law when he passed away. And my kids are just, my kids are just, you know, like I said, we have a good time. We always want to try to find the funny and everything. And so we didn't laugh at the funeral, but then afterwards the whole family got together and, you know, we went to to lunch and my kids were like making jokes and laughing and having a good time. And my one sister-in-law, her and I are just like complete opposites, but her one daughter is just like her and she just was appalled that my kids at a time like this could even be thinking about anything funny and right. and she still doesn't talk to us i mean that was like oh my gosh eight years ago she's still appalled at my children and me you know and it's like you know if you it's not like i said it's not being disrespectful i mean if, if i would be disrespectful like the old is dead you know right. but it, it was just more or less trying to find humor in a situation because i think humor kind of to me, it breaks the tension. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it also helps you to, to cope because it is an emotion. And I think that's the thing is I, I think that people forget that humor is an emotion. It's okay. Like right now, we're, we're you know, in today's society, we're afraid. We're frustrated. We're angry. We're confused. There's like a lot of different emotions and a lot of them are not very positive emotions going on in our crisis of our world right now. So you got to break that with some te- with that tension with some humor because if we don't, we're just gonna it's we're gonna implode we're gonna explode and implode. I mean I just I don't you know what I'm saying I just don't see, you know and that's why I love about you know satirical comedians and stuff like that because it's like they can take what's going on in this world and and take it and put it on its ear and make you look like well how stupid do I sound when I'm like fighting over this it's like well yeah you know. It's not that it's not important, but <laughs> right. Well, comedians have a different way of processing. They have a different grieving process, and a lot of a lot of people don't understand that. Some people just just that's how we cope with it. If we if we make some humor out of it, we disarm it, mm-hmm. and we cope easier with it. That's one. Uh, just to again get on a serious note, last year in the Oregon district in Dayton, Ohio, where Wiley's Comedy Club is. Uh, there was a there was a mass shooting, August fourth of two thousand nineteen, and that was on a Saturday night. Well, we had a show scheduled for Sunday. Now I knew, chances are nobody was going to show up to this show. We weren't going to have any any paying patrons in for this show. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure that we got down there, open the club, and let the comedians in because this. I mean that area was home to so many of these comedians and that was that was our grieving process is we had to go in there and make the off-collar jokes that we can't tell in public in order to cope with what just happened on our doorstep and i mean of, of course it was jokes that i would never repeat <laughs> yeah no and that's just it because like for me like and i you know i that thing is why i need to find myself a, a like comics anonymous because sometimes like I will come up with some like in the back of my head, I will come up with something and be like, and that's how I cope. And, and, you know, and I'll have this like 
thing that's like, oh my gosh, if I say this is so inappropriate, I can't say this in a mixed company. And so I just like laugh at it as myself or something, you know, because I really don't have, and I, I think too, for me, it's like this type of job I have, like nine to five basically, is like you can't say that or do that. And I can't, you know, so I have to be really, you know, stoic about things like that. And, you know, and so for me, but I think it also helps because like part of my job also is I, I do help people plan funerals, believe it or not. And um, so I, I can sit there and let somebody cry and some of that, but then I always try to find a way to make them kind of laugh about something that their, their loved one. And um, so even if I don't know the person, uh, before they leave, they're usually laughing and about something or, you know, like, you know, at least smiling. I shouldn't say yeah. laughing, but smiling because I try to, you know, find something to give them that glimmer of hope. And I think that's what comedy does, too. It gives that glimmer of hope. And so I use it in a more subtle way. But so, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, God has given me these gifts and these talents and I use them the best as I can, you know? So that's the cool thing. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I like about, you know, you know, life and it does things, but it de definitely now I'm going to have to see, I don't even know if they have amateur. Hours. I'm sure they have to have some kind of amateur hours. And yeah. What, where, what, where are you down in Florida? I'm in Clearwater. Clearwater. I, I might have some contacts down there. I'll look around. Probably see, like, see if there are any uh, any amateur nights around because most places have them even even if they're at a bar now if they're at a bar it's going to be a much different scene yeah like at a bar can be just brutal dangerous <laughs> yes yes but uh yeah we that we might be able to find a place for you to go uh go go test out your stage legs yeah yeah <laughs> i'll have to draw off the fly up to dayton <laughs> all right i'm gonna take a little break uh i'm gonna refill my coffee cup because it's it's still early for me and me too but <laughs> when i come back uh we're gonna hit some uh some news stories that uh i don't know i don't know i see i forgot i forgot you worked in a church and we have to be somewhat clean so i might have to find different news stories. oh that's okay that's okay don't worry about I'm it. just i'm just kidding just a lot of innuendo which is fine that's fine with me too <laughs> All right, we'll be right back on the live radio show. Don't go anywhere. I really want a cigarette, but I guess I'll do this on this stupid thing instead. I'm told it's a little healthier than giving up your daily dread.
some snakes on this nigga's Are we on now or not? Uh, we can be. I just have to uh, you. All right, all right. Well, let me just go. Hey, welcome back to the Life okay. Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. Uh, we are zooming in with uh, with uh, Kim Pachinski from the uh, One Non Blonde Podcast. How's it going? It's going great. I got my. I just. I ran in to get a cup of coffee. I got the last one out of the pot. So I think nice. out of out of a twelve pot because my sister and I share. I think I got seven cups of it. <laughs> so it's great. All good. I'm good to go now. I, I have a 12 cup coffee pot too, and it's all mine. <laughs> I, when I had, when the kids were little, I would make one 12 cup at like in the morning, drink all that mid, maybe midday, which is about now 1130. I'd have another one. And then sometime about four or five in the evening, I'd make another one and they were all wow. mine. So at one point I was drinking like maybe between 24 to 36 cups of coffee. And sometimes I would go to like the convenience store and get coffee as well. So, it's, you know, a lot of coffee intake right there. It is. It, it is. But, you know, I, and that's why when I was, when I, when the kids were little, I was like, when I try to be like super mom and I'm not, trust me. So anybody who's listening is like, oh yeah, she's like, oh yeah, she's so perfect. Far from it. But the point was, is I tried to be super mom. So like, you know, I was one of those people who was like, I'm an overachiever. Always have been, always will be. I can't help it. I'm not saying I do it well. But I, I, I'm going to try to achieve that. Um, so I would be like, oh, yeah, I could be that person's room mom. And so I had five kids. I was the room mom to five different kids because, of course, I couldn't just pick a kid to be a room mom for because that would be like playing favorites. So, and of course, mommy, we need to make cookies for this. So I would be up like until three in the morning making freaking cookies, crying. <laughs> Why am I doing this? But I'm a perfect mom, you know? <laughs> And it's like, you know, then the, the batch would be ruined and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what the heck did I get myself into? But, um, yeah, that's, that's why you got to have 36 cups of coffee. Coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we cover some news stories and see what's Let's happening? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. In the world, you know, outside of, you know, the important news that, you know, is too serious to cover. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it, but, uh, we we do have some in sport, important news for sports fans. Uh, sports sports fans have been given guidance in the U.S. about what is and isn't acceptable to do with someone else's balls. <laughs> when you should get your own balls out and whose balls you can kick. Laura Coran, a New York County executive, uh, gave the advice earlier, uh, well, actually last month, ahead of the opening of tennis courts. However, she left a little red-faced after realizing she was saying what she was saying was full of innuendo. She said, every player, unless you're from the same household, has to bring their own balls so you don't touch other people's balls with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. <laughs> she then paused for, before continuing. <laughs> I'm going to blush. Sorry. Of course, if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those balls. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can, mar you can use a marker like a Sharpie to mark an X and put someone's initials on them. Uh, her colleagues found it equally amusing and could be heard tittering in the background as she delivered her press conference in Eisenhower Park, Nassau County. So, <laughs> great news story to start out with is whose balls you can touch and whose you can kick. You know, have you ever gone to like the miniature golf 
things, they have ball washers. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I used to play golf. It's been a while, but you yeah, know, so like I was ball like ball washers so, out there at the tees. Yeah, it's like you, you know, and then like get to push it up and down, and it's like yeah, it's yeah. Right. There's a lot of new women there too. Yeah, it's very suggestive, suggestive way of washing your balls. That's, yeah, it's like in public too. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. That's. I, I, I believe uh, uh, Carl from uh, Caddyshack displayed that pretty promptly. Pretty yeah, promptly. I know. I was like, I didn't know this was an, an actual thing. And now and now I have to see now I this is another reason why I can't take up tennis because I would, you know, I would probably just grab anybody's balls because I just don't, you know, I don't I wouldn't right. take time to mark mine. Right. You just whoever's <laughs> balls happen to come bouncing by, you're going to grab them. I'm going to grab them. That's what, what, what else do you do? You know? <laughs> And then, you know what I would do with the balls? I'd give it to my dogs to chew because that's what I, you know, my dogs would be right there chewing balls. Now, that's, oh, that's another thing too. Like, what if you brought your dogs and the dogs saw the ball, you know, they'd go chase after it. And then and now you're in real big trouble, aren't right. you? Yeah. We have to have a whole different set of rules when it comes to dogs licking balls. That's exactly. Cause they, they get on there and they, oh, they yeah, let yeah. go. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't want dogs gnawing your balls while you're trying to play with them. Oh, it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll never get anything accomplished that way. Never. <laughs> a West Virginia woman and her and her husband faked her disappearance by pretending she plummeted from an overlook uh, as part of a scheme to keep her from having to go to prison. Uh, Julie Wheeler and Rodney Wheeler were arrested Tuesday on multiple charges, including conspiracy and giving false information to West Virginia State Police. State Police said Julie Wheeler was reported missing Sunday by her husband and 17-year-old son. I'm hoping she had, it was her husband and her 17-year-old son, not just her husband was her 17-year-old year old son. Yeah, yeah. The, way, the way they yeah. have that worded, it could go either way. It, it, it's, West it's West Virginia. <laughs> uh, the family claimed Julie Wheeler had fallen from the main overlook at the New River Gorge National River, according to uh, uh, Park Service Ranger Leah Perkowski-Sisk. See, Pachinski mm. isn't as bad, is it? Uh, <laughs> Authorities said Julie for Julie Wheeler searched for Julie Wheeler for days, but found her Tuesday alive and well, hiding in a closet in her own home. A criminal complaint said Rodney Wheeler and his son planted items at the Grandview Overlook to fake Julie Wheeler's disappearance. It's unclear unclear whether the son will face criminal charges as well. All right. Okay, so my first question is: Okay, so if you've gone through this whole elaborate scheme, which is it sounds like it's a pretty elaborate scheme. Why would you go back and hide in your closet? I would right, leave it the you state. Should, yeah, you, you have to. You change your name to Smith, and you find a hotel somewhere. That's yeah, or yeah, you just don't. You, that did, yeah. So it's almost like I have a thought. I have a half a thought. Right. <laughs> I right. need to finish the plan. <laughs> yeah, I know they're going to be looking for me here, but they'll never be looking for me here if I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm in the closet. So, like, I'm almost thinking, too, it's like, okay, if you're trying to avoid the law, I would definitely not be hiding in the closet because you're now you're in your own little prison. Right. Because now you're – like, for me, if I was hiding in my closet, I'd be like, I got this outfit I want to wear, and I want to go out and show it off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd just be you'd, – you'd play dress-up the whole time. I would. I'd be in there going, you'd, oh, you'd, this have to good. Go out. You'd have to do runway model walks, and then that's how you get busted. And that's what I would get. I'd say that would happen to me if I was doing that. I'd be like, "She's gone. She's gone." Yeah. I'd be like, "I got this new purse. I gotta go." Oh my gosh, yeah. Yep. I got to do my retail uh, 
therapy. I mean, that would be yeah, horrible. <laughs> An 11 year old boy. This one's weird. An 11 year old boy suffered pain for a week after putting 20 magnetic balls up his penis and didn't tell his parents. Oh. The, the, yeah. The, the curious child from Dongguan, Dongguan, South China, uh, needed surgery on his bladder to remove uh, the magnetic toys known as buckyballs. He suffered from uh, all kinds of symptoms and was afraid. I'm not going to go into the list because, you know, I don't want to talk about it. But he was afraid to tell his parents. But uh, when they took their son for a checkup at a local hospital where they discovered he had been what he had been up to, according to Lee Hongwei, chief urologist at... I, I love the name Dongguan. It's like it's like Dong Dang on Dang on Children's Hospital. <laughs> yeah, should be, they should be down south somewhere. Should be. Should yeah, be. The, yeah, they. Uh, That's why? A, I, I, yeah. I okay. Well, kids do the stupidest things, but that wow! Like I, you yeah. know, I thought my kids were like. I remember one time my daughter come running to me. And she's like, there's blue coming out of her nose. I'm like, oh my God, how, what, how does somebody have blue, like, like drooly snot coming down their face? I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is happening to you? Come to find out she shoved a bunch of M&Ms up her nose. <laughs> I mean, it happens, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I, so glad that no one shoved anything up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, that's just so weird. 20, 20 magnetic balls stuffed in your hoo-ha. That's- it's like, you know... I, you know, I'm, I'm almost wondering, okay, this sounds horrible. I'm, so the first one goes in, right? And he's probably going, okay, it's magnetic. So I'm going to put another one in to see if it pulls it out. Right, right. That could have been it and it just sucked the other one in. And then, yeah, and then it went the wrong way. So, okay, now I got two in. So now if I go three, it's got to, you know, so I'm thinking like 11-year-old. You know, yeah. eventually, eventually, my woohoo is going to be shorter than the the chain of balls that are. Coming. So that's that's why everything was up in his bladder. That's exactly. I know that. Finally, but... noticed was something was wrong when they came home and he was hanging from the refrigerator. Probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine walking by things? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, why are you stuck to that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I could see the logic of a kid going, okay, one magnet, because, you know, he might have been a really brainy kid. He's thinking, you know, we're working with magnetics, you know. Right, right. Someday, someday he's, we're going to look back. He's testing a brilliant theory. Yeah. He is. He's we just don't know what it is yet. Magnetic theory by, what was his name, Dong Hong or River? <laughs> Did you say Dong Hong or River? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it didn't give his name because he's 11 years old. Okay, well, was, I just uh, gave him one. Yeah, Dong Hong Gulliver. That's what. It's all, it's all good. I'm I'm writing that down just in case we want to use that as a uh, show title. <laughs> Calling it Dong Hong a Liver. <laughs> I don't know why, but there it is. So... <laughs> No, it was in Dongguan, South China. Oh, okay. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> yep, and the the magnet, the magnetic toys were known as buckyballs. Bucky, oh my gosh, buckyballs! Yeah. I, I, playing buckyballs again. Yeah. A lot of balls in this show. I don't know. I don't know what that. What's what's up with that today? I don't know. It's a ball kind of day. What can I it's say? A, yeah, but it's a, this this show is nuts. <laughs> uh, <let's... laughs> well, it goes with the balls. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. It happens. All right, let's see what else we got here. I know there was something else I wanted to uh, report on. Uh, 
if you listen carefully, it'll give you a reason to kind of feel bad for England. Okay. This is off of mirror.co.uk website. Uh, (laughs) We'll cover this news story and then we'll we'll get ready to wrap up. But uh, a mom took a a giant giant sex toy. Uh, Hence, just pay attention. Giant sex toy is the way it's described. To Mm -hmm. a DIY store and asked staff to make a paint that matched its lurid hot pink color. Uh, April Hack, uh, 30 years old, uh, searched far and wide to find a suitable pink to match the new bright color scheme at the adult store where she works as a manager. Uh, convinced that the only color that would work is the poppin' pink of the six-inch sex toy sold at the shop. Now, keep in mind, that's considered a giant sex toy mm-hmm. at the beginning of the article, and now it's six inches. Yeah. So, She's my heart six my heart goes out to the women in England. I know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? All the men out there, all the single men, all you single men, uh, get go to England. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you will, you know. There's, I think you will have an opportunity to show it all, and you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get a lot of women because they'll be like, what oh, yeah. is because that? You will, be, you will be impressive. Yeah. They'll be like, Poss- possibly even giant. Yeah. <laughs> Humongous. Uh, hilarious photos show April taking the dildo on, on an outing <laughs> <laughs> to the DIY shop to be scanned and turned into a paint color, leaving staff cracking up uh, at the rather unusual item. And yeah, it's it, that's really all it is because it's it's <laughs> it has a picture of it on here in a home depot cart uh strapped in to the uh, the child seat. <laughs> yep <laughs> yep strapped into the child seat of of a shopping cart and uh, that's all it really is is a little little pink six inch oh my goodness it's oh, apparently giant goodness and it's called gracious. simply sweet <laughs> It's simply sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's simply. Oh, it's like it's like in the south. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't really have a lot up there, you know. When when someone says "bless your heart" in the south, yes. it means oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that that bless his heart. <laughs> He's oh, simply bless, sweet. Oh, bless your heart. Simply sweet. It's just simply <laughs> sweet. He <laughs> tried. Oh. <laughs> it's just simply sweet. <laughs> I now I'm just yeah oh my gosh he just tries so hard but he he got that little engine who could but he can't <laughs> I, yes, think I, can. I think I can I think I can I think I can be bigger yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that giant maybe that was maybe that was just the uh, maybe that was part of the joke in the story is let's call it giant let's call it giant yeah <laughs> Or maybe that says a lot about the person that wrote this article. Yeah, get your money's worth. I don't know. (laughs) I hope they're not paying by the inch. I'm just telling you. So, yeah, that's, uh, I I think that, I think that's a good enough news stopping point. Now, I'm going to give you a few minutes right now. If you have any, uh, anything you want to promote, of course, your, your podcast, uh, any social media you want to throw out there, I'm going to give you a few, a couple minutes to do that. So uh, take it away, Kim. All right, so it's the one non-blonde. Right now, I am currently on Podbeam as the one non-blonde. I, you can find me on Facebook, which is probably your best place to find me, is one non-blonde. Uh, and I, I've been uploading a lot of the shows there. And I've actually had a chance to do some videos 
with a couple of um, directors. And so he's actually made Martin Manuel Nuza. Thank you, Martin. He made a couple videos for me. So they're up there as well. And I am process of hopefully someday soon, um, getting my YouTube channel up and running because I'd like to put the videos there as well. And who knows, maybe someday I'll, I'll have my, my skits and all that stuff up there. Cause I have like a lot of funny bloopers, but it's been a pleasure um, being on your show. I'm, I'm a newbie. So, um, I'm still learning and, uh, getting some following. So please, 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 please like, and share one non-blonde on Facebook and find me on the Pod being the one non blonde, and my good friend Michael Moore is helping me get onto Apple, so I haven't gotten there yet. So as soon as I find that out, I'll let you know, Don. How's that sound? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Uh, get me links and everything, and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. That way, that way, everything's good to go. Yeah, and you can also find me on Coast to Coast Hour with some people else I know. Oh yeah, the, the Coast to Coast Power Hour. Yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that was fun being a part of that last. Week. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice to get a chance to talk and you know get to know each other. So now we get to know each other more. So exactly. How- yeah. And and our and our weird senses of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you have a kindred spirit, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Bless your soul. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> well, th- thanks so much for zooming in. Uh, we made it work. Technical issues and everything aside, we we made it work. That's what we do. We we roll with the punches here. <laughs> Yeah, my technical sleeping thing and everything, yeah. (laughs) That's all right, that's all right. Well, thanks a lot for zooming in. It's been great talking to you and getting to know you and and sharing a laugh or two. Uh, Be sure to check out uh, One Non-Blonde Podcast. I'm sure sure it's going to be absolutely entertaining. Thank you. How can it not? Of course, how can it not? Thanks a lot, Don. Thank you, and thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. As I always say, if you keep tuning in, I, I guess I'll keep making them. All right, have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Uh, they were giving it away for free.